To the Jaws obsession. As always, we are here to share with you, prove to you, convince you, or remind you that Jaws is the greatest movie of all time. Back for another episode, we have episode 28, Jaws Easter Eggs. What is an Easter egg? And did you know Jaws is full of them? But more importantly, is there a way we can make the Easter eggs in Jaws more profound? Maybe can, can we enhance them and give them a deeper meaning? Before we get into that, we had a big celebration in that the Indiegogo campaign finished out its two-month run uh, where we achieved 132% of the funding goal for a printing to the Book of Quint. I'd like to thank everybody that jumped on board and the supporters. They will be getting a printed copy of the Book of Quint when it is finished in October of 2022. By going to jawsob.com, bookofquint.com, following the links to the Indiegogo campaign page, you'll still be able to sign up and select one of the perks. You'll still be able to back the project. It is now shifted to in-demand status. It is a go. The Jaws world has spoken, and there is a demand for the Book of Quint for a prequel to Jaws. I had a good week here. I just finished Chapter 40. I'm starting Chapter 41 uh, chapter 40 was a very, very important chapter to me. It was one that I was fighting to get to for this whole last two years. I'm really happy with how it turned out. We have new listeners to the Jaws Obsession podcast every day, which is really great. We're, we're, um, we're getting new listeners all the time, and uh, the comments are coming in. We're still getting really positive feedback, and I'd like to thank everyone who's taking the time to leave a good review over on the podcast listening platform of your choice. Uh, Apple Podcasts, we had username The Gickle left a five-star review. They, they wrote, best info on the movie Jaws out there. Just found this podcast and wow, what a thrill to listen to it if you are a Jaws fan. 
Now that's great. Thank you very much for that comment and for the five-star review. Those five-star reviews really do help us push the show out, have a further reach because the uh, search algorithms push our show to the top of the heap with the film history podcast. We're, we're now getting reviews through YouTube, our YouTube channel, Jaws Obsession over at youtube.com slash Jaws OB. So the subscribers are building over there and we get some good comments. Recently we had a comment for on the trailer for the book of Quint. Cavo1256 wrote, just finished episode 20 on the OB podcast. This has given me chills. What a great project you guys have put together. Unbelievably cool. Jaws fans are going to go nuts for this as I am now. And thank you very much for that comment. Cavo1256. Yes, I do believe Jaws fans are going to go nuts once they realize what we have in store for them coming up. Very exciting. Someone left a comment over for episode 18. And remember, episode 18 was Quint's death explained. That was when we explained why Quint let go of the table in uh, in the orca and slide to his death. It wasn't the scuba tanks, it was the arm injury. We had a comment from Game Geeks Inc. I literally cannot believe what I've heard. I didn't know a scuba tank didn't really have that much weight to crush Quint's fingers, but rather his arm injury caught up to him, which caused his death. I'm so blown away from the small details that are analyzed. As a huge, dedicated Jaws fan myself, you've got a sub, a like, the whole damn thing. Great, great comment. Thank you very much for the like and the subscription. The excitement is increasing with every new listener. So we're expanding our bubble, and that bubble is just getting bigger and bigger, and we're bringing more people to the table. So I'd like to thank everybody for still listening to the Jaws Obsession, still tuning in to the podcast platform that you're on right now, and for leaving those good reviews and uh, sharing the show with uh, friends and family and people that you know, because if we all stand together, we can do great things. That's very important here. What's a Jaws Easter egg? Okay, Jaws Easter egg. Let's first, first, in order to get into the Jaws Easter egg, we have to define, we have to go into what exactly is an Easter egg. For just to pull up a quick definition, I'm going to go to webopedia.com and we're going to search in what is an Easter egg. An Easter egg is a secret image, message, feature, or action that is embedded within a movie, video game, application, or other media program. Sometimes a reference to another recognizable pop culture item. An Easter egg is often put in place purely for entertainment purposes. Other times, an Easter egg is used for efficiency, as in the case of animators who reuse characters or illustrations to reduce the number of new images to be created from scratch. The term Easter egg was coined to describe such an artifact in 1980 when Atari unknowingly released its adventure console game with a hidden credit for one of its programmers, Warren Robinette. Although the discovery of the message initially sparked controversy among Atari leaders, the inclusion of, quote, Easter eggs became a cultural phenomenon that would later be widely adopted by software developers, movie directors, and video game creators alike. So let's look at examples of Easter eggs in film. They listed a few here. Okay, so three quick examples. In Disney's Tarzan 1999, the uh, trashing the camp scene, features a tea set that is nearly identical to Mrs. Potts and Chip set from Beauty and the Beast. In The Departed in 2006, an X appears somewhere on the screen before a character dies. So that's an example of an Easter egg. In Steven Spielberg's film Ready Player One in 2018, features numerous Easter eggs, including multiple overt references to Back to the Future, The Shining, and even the original Easter egg adventure game, which is seen being played on an Atari 2600 towards the end of the film. So what we have is Steven Spielberg has used Easter eggs throughout his career in his movies, a secret image, message, or feature, or action that is embedded within the movie. 
And Jaws does have Easter eggs, one of we're going to get to today. Jaws was never fully planned out. We do know we are all familiar with the chaos in the making of Jaws. There wasn't really a script. There was multiple scripts, multiple writers. There was uh, setbacks. The shark wasn't working. They had to ad-lib dialogue. So there's a lot of things that happen. So what happens is you have these Easter eggs. Some are coincidental. Some are accidental. And then there's others that are very intentional. So, But regardless, they are still Easter eggs. And they do carry a uh, secret image message feature or action that is embedded within the movie Jaws. So my main theory from why this creation of the Jaws obsession and then into the writing of the Book of Quint, when you want to have a great prequel to a movie that is unbelievable, you have to take the Easter eggs that are in the original movie. You have to enhance them or expand upon them. So what that prequel does, if that prequel can enhance or expand upon the Easter eggs in the original movie, you thus create more enjoyment out of the rewatching of the original that you might have seen 100 times, but now you're noticing Easter eggs that you may have overlooked the first time around. So that's what great prequels will do. And that's where my theory is, if I enhance or expand upon the Easter eggs in Jaws, then the Book of Quint is going to do its job. Its job is to give you more enjoyment into the movie Jaws. That's what we're really doing here. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to introduce this one of these Easter eggs. I have to borderline on not talking too much about them because there would be spoilers involved in the Book of Quint. And we don't want to spoil the story for the Book of Quint. We want to have some sort of surprise still. This is one of those ones where I can actually talk about and, and bring some interest to. So if everybody were to look at the title card, the title card of this episode, episode 28, Jaws Easter Eggs, and you see the image there. You could also see, I'm going to put a series of screenshots on our Telegram channel over on the show notes at Telegram at Jaws OB. You're going to see the screenshots of the scene I'm talking about. The scene I'm talking about is very quick. It is at 11 minutes and 22 seconds into the movie Jaws. Just after Chief Brody comes out of the hardware store and hands all the painting and sign supplies to Deputy Hendricks, and he drives away, you have Mayor Vaughn coming out of Vaughn Realty, and he's calling for Chief Brody. And then it cuts to a back shot. Uh, we're looking at the back of Mayor Vaughn, and he has his that, that wonderful, glorious anchor suit coat, suit jacket that he's wearing. And he's walking away from the camera, and that's when the band, that uh, the, the, the school band comes around the corner practicing for the 4th of July parade. And you could probably see it right now on the title card. But if you look at this shot, he's walking, he's going to walk towards Hendricks. There's a, the sign in the back, the store that is in the back, there's a sign there and, and the sign name is Tashtego. So that sign is there for a reason. If you were to take the, the Amity tour of the Amity Island tour with the Edgar with the Edgartown tour company, Mike Currid over there, when he takes you around Eggertown and shows you, you actually see that the interior of the hardware store is not at what we're looking at right now at 11 minutes and 22 seconds in the film. The interior of the hardware store is filmed further down the street, and he would show you that. This was a different type of store that was right there on Martha's Vineyard called Tashtego. Now, Steven Spielberg and the set designers, they covered up a lot of signs to make Eggertown into Amity. They covered up the sign to the bank. 
they they put banners up so everything they had the uh, the the bicycle um, bicycle rental sign were up they had Vaughn Realty sign was put up so they made their own signs and they they would have covered this up unless they wanted it to be there so Tashtago is there for a reason so let's go into exactly what was that store first before we get into this let's go into what was that store Jane and Ted Farrow owned Tashtego in Eggertown, a modern design and gift store fondly remembered by many as a treasure trove of gifts, kitchen supplies, antiques, and more. Through Tashtego, Jane and Ted also offered interior design and architectural services, and their work beautified countless homes around the island. The, the store Tashtego uh, was a colorful modern home furnishing store with upscale furniture, kitchen gear, treasures from near and far that was a fixture on Main Street, Eggertown for almost 30 years. So that's an actual store that was there. And what they did was they dressed it up to make it look like it was the front of the hardware store that Chief Brody is coming out. Even though the interior of the hardware store is filmed further down the road, they put some wheelbarrows out there and some uh, yard uh, lawn care items and they made to make that look like that was the front of the hardware store but he but they left the Tashtego sign up this store was really was very colorful and modern in its design so they would put out these really um, these really interesting posters Tashtego posters every year and i'm going to include some of the posters for the Tashtego store on our show notes over at telegram at jaws ob so you'll be able to see the uh, graphic designs they were doing back in the 70s and 80s for this store called Tashtego. Now, why is this an Easter egg? Now, this is going to be an Easter egg because in the Jaws universe, what is the meaning of Tashtego? Well, Tashtego, that's the name of one of the four harpooners in Moby Dick. In, Mo in the book Moby Dick, uh, Herman Melville wrote, there's four harpooners that are on the Pequod in Moby Dick. The first one, you got Queequeg, you have Daegu, Fadala, and Tashtego. Tashtego is the Wampanoag Native American harpooner, on, and that's the Native American tribe that's actually from Martha's Vineyard. So he, he was part of the Native American tribe that's on Martha's Vineyard, and he's the personification of the hunter. He turns from hunting land animals to hunting whales. There's two things that are going to, it's stamping it in as a Jaws Easter egg here. One is over at study.com, there's an article by... Dr. Rachel Hansen, and she writes that Tashtego and Daegu, which is the, he is the he's the African harpooner that was on the Pequod. Those two are what they are what we call periphery characters. Periphery characters function in a way to add to a story, supporting the main characters in the novel without actually being all that essential to it. Just think of your favorite television show. There are protagonists or main characters, but there are also characters who are interesting but don't have the largest roles and tend to be in the story mainly to make the protagonist more interesting. Tashtego is one of those characters who adds layers to the main characters particularly Ahab and Moby Dick. Knowing that Tashtego is a periphery character, what the Jaws universe is telling us with this Easter egg is, pay attention to the periphery characters in Jaws. Because the movie Jaws, the story is larger than we know when you pay attention to the periphery characters. 
In the next episode, we are going to get into a very, very important periphery character that plays a major role in the Book of Quint. In fact, this character, this minor character in the movie Jaws, is what makes the entire story work. We're going to get into that in the next episode. So the sign Tashtego is telling us in the, in the Jaws universe, this Easter egg is telling us, pay attention, pay attention to those smaller side characters because they mean a lot. Okay, the greatest hidden meaning in this Easter egg, in the Tashtego Easter egg of Jaws, at 11 minutes and 22 seconds in the movie, is what happens to the character Tashtego in the book Moby Dick. The whaling history of Amity mimics the whaling history of Martha's Vineyard, okay? Martha's Vineyard was built on whaling. The whaling industry was very popular on Martha's Vineyard back in the 1800s. Once again, if you if you go to the Edgartown Tour Company and you take the Amity Tour, Mike Currid, he takes you down, he shows you the house where Herman Melville stayed when he was writing Moby Dick because Herman Melville famously went out on whaling expeditions and that's how he wrote so realistically and got the inspiration for the book Moby Dick from all the stories he was hearing. And there was a story about one sperm whale that destroyed a, a number of whaling ships. In, during whaling, the head of the whale is very valuable, especially the sperm whale. It's because there that is where a white wax-like spermaceti is found. It's sperm whale oil. It's found in this cavern inside the whale's head. In the book, it's described the decapitated head, which constitutes a third of the Leviathan's bulk, is cumbersome but necessary to the industry. The sperm whale oil was extremely rare but ex extremely profitable. In Chapter 78 of Moby Dick, it's described that the unique fact of the sperm whale's head can carry up to 500 gallons of valuable spermaceti oil. So in chapter 78, Tashtego, while they're processing this whale, so the crew is skinning the whale and they're, they're processing it, Tashtego mounts the sperm whale's head and hoisting it above the decks. He lowers buckets into it, this big cavernous head, with a winch in order to catch the sperm whale oil. After about the 18th or 19th bucket, Tashtego slips and falls into the open sperm whale's head and the entire head tumbles into the water. The image of Tashtego nearly drowning in this valuable oil is described in the book. The whale, the, the head drops into the water and Queequeg has to jump in and cuts the whale's head open and he has to pull Tashtego out. What's very profound here is that you have the mayor walking towards this sign, Tashtego. This sign that Spielberg did not cover up. This sign that is there, that name is there. He walks out of Von Realty and walking towards the Tashtego sign. What this implies is that the Von family has a history in whale oil. More importantly, it has a history in valuable sperm whale oil on the island of Amity, and that Vaughn rose to power using the value of that whale oil. When Mayor Vaughn is walking towards the sign with the name of the character from Moby Dick that fell into the sinking head of a sperm whale from which the crew was extracting the spermaceti whale oil, there's a symbolic meaning here, and it's telling us the Jaws universe, it might have been very intentional, it might have been coincidental, but the Jaws universe is telling us that Mayor Vaughn 
and the name Tashtego that fell and almost drowned in whale oil has a deeper meaning here. When I see an Easter egg of this magnitude, that's very quick. It's only in the movie for about five seconds. But what happens is, is that when I see this, there's a bigger story here than you realize when you initially watch Jaws. I'm going to go to my copy of Moby Dick, chapter 78, chapter 78, page 379, the last paragraph. Uh, Melville writes, Now had Tashtego perished in that head, it had been a very precious perishing, smothered in the very whitest and daintiest of fragrant spermaceti, coffined, hearsed, and tuned in the secret inner chamber and sanctum sanctorum of the whale. Only one sweeter end can readily be recalled, the delicious death of an Ohio honey hunter, who seeking honey in the crotch of a hollow tree found such exceeding store of it that leaning too far over it sucked him in, so that he died embalmed. How many, think ye, have likewise fallen into Plato's honeyhead and sweetly perished there? Would that paragraph describes Tashtego almost perishing in a cavernous vat of sweet, precious, valuable oil. Is that what we're watching here, the movie Jaws, Mayor Vaughn dealing in whale oil, is that the catalyst that kicks off the events of Jaws? So is Jaws, Mayor Vaughn, falling headfirst and almost drowning in his in the repercussions of his dealing in valuable whale oil? Those are questions that can only be answered with a proper prequel, like the Book of Quint. And that's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to be taking Easter eggs. We're going to be expanding on them. After you read the Book of Quint, you're going to watch Jaws in a whole new light. And I hope after this episode, I hope that you'll see this one frame. You're going to see that name, and now you know who Tashtego was, what is, his, what is that character's meaning to the Jaws universe, and is there a possible implications into Mayor Vaughn walking towards that sign? Show me the way to go home. I'm tired, I want to go to bed. Yeah, thank you very much for tuning back in for episode 28. I'd like to remind everybody to go to jawsob.com or bookofquint.com and see if you want to sign up over at indiegogo.com for the Book of Quint. We are a go for the printing of the Book of Quint now that we've met our campaign goal. You can get show notes and other links for this episode and more over at telegram channel at jawsob.com the movie jaws is copyrighted property of universal studios any references and sampling from the movie jaws in this episode is intended to fall within section 107 of the copyright act the copyrighted materials are fairly used for the purposes of criticism comment reporting teaching and research the materials used here are protected by the fair use guidelines of section 107 of the copyright act all rights reserved to the copyright owners. Thanks again for tuning in. You can write us at jawsob2025 at gmail.com. 
Toss us an email over here and see if you can find any other Easter eggs in Jaws. We could talk about those. I do have a list that we can get to in future episodes, and hopefully you see this Easter egg and realize that Jaws is the greatest movie of all time. There is more to this movie than meets the eye, and that's what we're going to bring into light here. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Until next week, farewell and adieu, and show me the way to go home.